my physical healing was for my wife and for my testimony. I would have traded that and been in a wheelchair and in pain for the rest of my life a hundred times over just to know who I am in Christ. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. Hey guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Unseen Story. If you have not listened to part one of this two-part story, please go back and listen to part one of Steve's story. It is incredible and it is um, important to hear before you listen to part two. And so today we're bringing you part two of Steve's story, From Tool to Treasure. So about the time when it comes time for me to get out of prison, uh, my first love, my wife, whom I'm married to now, the first woman I've ever loved, um, she she just happened, God drew her back. She just happened to come back from, um, from getting her nursing license. And she didn't even live near where I was. But she told me God put me upon her heart. And there was, I hadn't seen this woman in years. So there was no reason for her to even think of me. But my wife, who is my now my wife now, the Lord used her and brought her to just to just bring light to me. And so that's what happened. And um, she had a daughter. Um, so when I got out of prison, we were together. For the next few years, I can't get disability or any disability consideration because of the way I got disabled. All I knew was that I have to work. I have a family. It is God's will that I work. You don't work, you shouldn't eat. I wasn't taking into account that I had been shot, that I had missed broken ribs, 40% of a lung missing, because my whole life has been pain. That was the honest truth. So I thought everybody's back was killing them, and I was just weak. That crazy as that sounds, that's what I thought, because my whole life has been pain. Um, when I was younger, before my mother left me and my brother for crack, um, when she began smoking crack, it was, uh, it was, uh, I was about seven and she didn't leave us until I was about 10. That for that three year period, we would stay in abandoned trailers. And I remember, I remember them being abandoned because my little brother at the time, I was a single parent at like seven, eight years old. And um, we would stay in trailers and, I, and she would tell us that we would have, have to put the blinds down at night so that nobody would know we were there. And it's abandoned trailers. So it's no, it's no running water. It's no lights. It's no furniture. It's a little kerosene lamp. And I'm seven years old, eight years old with a newborn. And so, like, my life has been stark since the beginning. So I didn't even... I didn't even consider that I was disabled. My wife would tell you that. So she took care of me that entire time as I just lost job after job. And as I just... I wasn't the most pleasant person to be around because I was just in terrible pain all day, all night. So that's kind of, that was kind of my life until about three years ago. And so I, I went to a local um, in Virginia Beach. I say in Virginia Beach, I live in North Carolina. I went to a, um, a martial arts studio in Virginia Beach to learn self-defense because I'm easy pickings for anybody that just wants to knock me down for whatever reason. And I didn't like that. Um, even disabled. So the the place where I went is called Savior Dojo, and it's ran by a guy named Scott Gilbert. And um, he's just a great um, Bible-believing Christian. Um, he's just a wonderful guy infused with the Spirit of God. So one day I couldn't make it to one of my lessons because I had washed dishes. 
And I called them and told them, you know, I, I can't make it today because I've washed dishes. And he was like, what do you mean? He wasn't doing the private lessons. So he didn't know my story. So he said, you know, um, when you come in, can I pray for you? Like, I would love to pray for you because God still heals. He just uses his children to heal his other children. I'll never forget it. Those are words he said to me. And I said, okay, I, you know, I was nice enough. Really, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to let this strange guy waste 10 minutes of my time. What I got to lose? I had no ask, no hope that, it, that God was going to heal me. That's ridiculous. Um, and I know the Lord. I mean, I, 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 I know of the Lord. So when I came in, when I was finally able to make it in to my to my um to my personal training session, Scott pulled me to the side. He pulled me into his office, and it was him, his wife, and another one of his um martial arts instructors named Jeremiah. And he asked me, could he pray for me again? I told him yes. Um, I'm walking on a cane, and I couldn't lift my arm, my right arm above my head. And he prayed for me. Um, just something simple, you know, thank the Lord for me and everything that I was um, and my potential in Jesus Christ. And he commanded that my body be healed, that my ribs be re-knit and be regrown. And then he asked me, how did I feel? Was there any change in the pain? He told me to be honest, you know, because we're not here to waste your time or ours, be honest. And the honest truth was nothing had changed. That's what I told him, exactly what I expected. Nothing had changed, just 50 seconds wasted of my life. That's That's it. But I ain't got nothing else to do, so you can waste my time. That that was my thought pattern. He asked me, are you, you know, he began to ask me about my relationship with God, if you're saved. And I told him, yeah, I'm saved, you know, but my God is a harsh taskmaster. The God I serve, I'm just a tool in his hands. That's what I told him. I'm just a tool in his hands and not a beloved tool. I'm the kind of tool that you use and you throw back in the bag. You never clean it. Um, you never repair it. It's there when you need it. And when it breaks, you throw it away without a second thought. That's what I am to God. And his wife, his wife, she's like 90 pounds, maybe five feet, something like that. I'm a tall guy. You can't see, but I'm, I'm, I'm six feet and some change. Um, right now, I'm about 235. At the time, I was 310 because I couldn't, I couldn't exercise. I was, I was in terrible shape. So his wife, she raises up like, like David to Goliath. And I mean, like, supernaturally she raises up she says no but it's like it's like charleston heston like she's talking through a bullhorn or something like really i'm i'm like 300 pounds like two feet taller than her and i had to take a step back she's she's raising up with the power of god and she's like no and she puts her hand on my chest and she's just speaking identity into me she's just i mean it's obvious that the lord i mean that the enemy had had harassed her with that same faulty identity and it just rose up something in her that she wasn't willing to see that happen right in front of her so she rose up and she just began to speak identity into me that no you are beloved of god that you are paid for with a precious price you are not a tool just to be used you are an investment of lord of the lord he has a the vested interest in you he loves you he knew you before the foundation of the world and just all of these things and so Scott prayed for me again after that. And I say that because she was the catalyst. Nothing changed the first prayer. The second prayer, all the pain went away instantly. 20 years. And he asked me, how did you feel? How do you feel? And I told him I feel tender. I feel tender. And he's like, what does that mean? I told him I felt tender. The truth was I didn't feel anything. But after being in pain for 20 years, when it's gone, it takes a moment for your body to process. 
So I, I lifted my cane above my head for the first time in 20 years. And um, just, yeah, just basically all the pain went away. And I remember leaving, folding up my cane because I can walk now and shaking my head. That's what he told me he saw on my way out. That's what I was doing. Just shaking my head because something has happened. I've been in mortal pain for 20 years and I'm not now. So it's not a fluke. It's not in my mind. So something has happened, but God has not healed me. Like, that's all I knew as I'm walking to my, to my car, folding up my cane and shaking my head in disbelief. Something just happened, but God has not healed me. God does not love me. He does not care about me that much to show me that kind of attention and affection. I just, it, it, I did not believe that, which is grand for people to hear because you don't have to have great faith because I had no faith. So when you pray for somebody, it's not their faith by which they get healed. It's by the faith of Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to put that out there because uh, thank God he's not waiting for you to believe. He can't deny himself. His power is irrevocable whether you believe in it or not. I remember being in the car and kind of hitting myself, punching myself in this area because I was so shocked. I couldn't feel anything. It was completely numb. You could have stuck a sword in my side and I wouldn't have felt it. So... After the Lord healed me, which was just like miraculous and, and literally changed my whole life. It cannot be overstated, the, the change to my life from, from um, me being healed. I can walk um, just all the avenues of life that are open to a normal person are open to me again. So I, I've learned to hike and, and I swim and I'm in the gym regularly. I box. Um, I've learned martial arts, Krav Maga. So Scott. God is like, you know, you shouldn't be able to do these things, missing missing 40% of a lung, even miraculously healed. So he's like, I believe that the Lord has grew back your lung and your um, your two ribs. So we go to a chiropractor, um, a, a chiropractor friend of his, and, and she takes an x-ray. So uh, come to find out, she's looking over the x-rays and we're asking questions. And the ribs that God regenerated are actually stronger and more robust than all my other ribs, which is completely abnormal. Not only that, but my right lung is completely regenerated. Um, she can see the shadow of it in the x-ray. So there's no indication that, that there was any tissue removed from my, my right lung or any damage. There is no indication that I was ever shot at all. Another interesting thing is that... Um, Two of the bullets were lodged in my spinal column. The third bullet, they were able to get out. But the other two bullets, they were lodged in my spinal column and they couldn't extract them because the doctor told me um, when, I, when I initially got shot, he was like, um, they, are, they are so close to the nerve endings in your spine, like literal fraction of an inch away in your spinal column that uh, we, we, would say, we would paralyze you just trying to go get them. If you turn the wrong way and your muscle pushes these, either one of these bullets, even the smallest fraction of an inch forward, you're just going to drop. You're going to lose all, all control of your lower, of your legs and everything, and you're just going to drop, and you're just going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. And that's just, there's nothing we can do about it. And that's what he told me when I first got shot. That's just something you're going to have to live with. So when I went back, when we went to get the x-ray after my healing, one of, well, I only had two bullets. Both of them was in, were in my spine. And one of them was completely gone. Like God had just taken a whole bullet out of my body 
regenerated two ribs, regenerated uh, um, my entire right lung nearly, and took out a whole bullet. The other bullet was there still, encased in the bone of my spine. It had calcified around it. So it was no, it was no, um, there was no chance of it touch, touching the nerve bundles because my body had grew bone around it. And the way that it grew bone around it, she told me, and I actually have the x-rays, she told me the way that your, uh, your spinal column has calcified around this piece of metal, it actually makes your spinal column stronger. So it's just the Lord just did an unbelievable miracle. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, I was surprised at that, but I'm just overjoyed because I actually have documentation, you know, and I am just so glad to be honoring the God, honoring God in this way, because there's, there's just so many tricks out there in the name of the Lord's healing and to have actual documentation of this literal modern day, you know, biblical grade miracle is just truly an honor. Truly an honor and, and a joy to be able to share that with people and, and their faith be rejuvenated um, by that. So that have, that was maybe seven, eight months ago. And since then, I've just been living a joyous life in the Lord. I swim, like I say, I hike. My wife is um, just growing in the Lord by leaps and bounds. My, my children, they know the Lord. The Holy Spirit is honored in my house. And um, that's the big thing, like even more exciting than what God did to me physically was what God did to my, for my spirit by teaching me who I was in him, by teaching me just how much I am truly loved. I often say my physical healing was for my wife and for my testimony. I would have traded that and been in a wheelchair and in pain for the rest of my life a hundred times over just to know who I am in Christ because there's no comparison. I, I didn't even save. I thought I was just a tool and an unloved tool in God's hands. And when you think like that, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If that's how you think of yourself, then you're not going to walk in God's love. You're going to, any bad thing that happens, you're going to take it personal as if God don't love you. You're going to be um, just burdened with guilt and shame and, and your feelings and your emotions are just going to rule your life if you don't know here in your heart how God feels about you. And that was me. God revolutionized. He revolutionized me as a person. He taught me the power I wield because I am a son of God. It raises me above like my circumstances. The sun doesn't have to be shining for me to be filled with joy. And I am filled with joy every day. I'm a human being, so I have life, you know, like life is happening. But there is never a day that I'm not doing fabulous. The Bible says that I has not seen nor has ear heard the things that God has for those that are called according to his purposes. And let me tell you, I never imagined the life that I now live. I had never entered my mind. I never considered it possible uh, my eye has not seen, my ear had not heard the things that I live in now. And God is just beginning with my life. So I can't say what God is taking me. I know that he has great things in store for me and for, for everyone else who was called by his name. And I am just like along for the ride. I mean, 
You have to ask yourself, what's the greater miracle, right? Is the greater miracle that he received his identity or that the Lord restored his lungs and his ribs or his lung and his ribs? Mm. And he truly did not know that God loved him. He didn't know how good God was. And the miracle confirmed God's message. No, no, this is how I see you. Let me show you. Listeners, please know that if he did it for Steve, he wants to do it for you. So if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't know how much God truly loves you, search the scriptures, pray about it, ask him. He longs to tell you and show you how much he loves you. And you'll have your own miracle to confirm the message. Yeah, it's it's powerful. He used that uh, verse, is it a proverb? As a man thinketh in his heart, so, so is he. Is. Yeah. And I think that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted. Mm. And I think so many Christians are walking around thinking that they're just a tool mm. in God's tool belt to be used. Yeah. And they maybe intellectually believe that he loves them, mm. but they don't know it mm. and they haven't experienced God's love. Um, and I think there's a big difference. Yeah, I love that um, that guy's little 90-pound wife rose up and said, oh, no, let me tell you who you are. That is powerful. Yeah, he said that she wasn't going to let somebody else be harassed. Mm, like she that. was, yeah. I mean, that's Steve's story, period, right? Like, that's his story in a nutshell. Your value is determined not by your circumstances, but by the cross. Thank you, Jesus. So as we say all the time, what God has done for our storytellers, he lives to do for you. Let him show you your value and how much he loves you. Until next time. Have a great week. Love you guys. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.